All right, so welcome to Behind the Turf. This is our first episode. My name is Phil Jackson, and I'm the managing partner at Nature's Turf, which basically means for a small business that I do whatever needs to be done <laughs> to keep the ship afloat and the customers happy. Managing partner is a new term yeah. that I have not heard yet, and I... Yeah. I'm impressed uh, <laughs> right off the bat. Doesn't Adam have like lead carpenter or something in Gusto? Didn't he pick that? Yeah, he had it that says, for a while, yeah. I think it still says that. This is our 2024 um, new titles, but oh, you can call me whenever you nice. need. Okay. I like All that. Right. So anyway, so for episode one, which is our first episode of our new podcast, Behind the Turf, we are going to um, talk about the state of the POA address. Uh, but first, uh, I want to introduce who's at the table with me, which is... Ruth Wilkerson, yeah. who is on our support team. Yeah, I, I was kind of hoping you'd come up with another title. Like, I mean, the oh, managing partner title. thing. Yeah, I was like, support team just sounds so... Vibe creator. Come on, Jerry. Yeah, I'm actually come the vibe good. creator. <laughs> She's the uh, minister of culture. Yes. <laughs> um, but besides that, I think, you know, Ruth, you bring a lot to the table because you talk to the customers every day. I mean, you really know the kind of concerns or questions or what they don't understand. So, yeah. you know, part of this podcast is we want to help you know it's easy to be in our world that we're in and like think people just understand so we want to make sure that we're answering those questions so that our clients have the best experience possible yeah I think the client hearing it from our perspective just helps for a well-rounded experience overall and gives them a better understanding of what's going on in their lawn it's about them so and joining me to the left here is Jared Koenig who's our uh expert agronomist who's going to join us and make sure that me and Ruth don't say anything too out of scope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they rein me in and make sure that I stop talking sometimes. Yes, he's the missionary, (laughs) the turf missionary. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure his sermons don't run over over time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so introductions are done. So now let's talk about uh, the state of the poet dress. This is something I think we could do every year. Um, uh, First, I would really, for those People might be listening that have no idea what I just said or what I'm talking about. Um, Jared, why don't you start off by talking about um, what is Poana and why we're here talking about it? Yeah, that's a that's a good place to start. So Poa, Poa Annua, Poana. There's a bunch of sort of colloquial names for it, but uh, it's an annual grassy weed. It's probably the most frustrating one that we deal with uh, in Atlanta lawns uh, during the wintertime. It's certainly interesting. It's a a very mobile target. So yeah, this is probably something we're going to talk about an awful lot over time for sure. All right, Ruth, when you first heard the word POA, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, wow, we're really starting right out the gate with the worst thing that could possibly happen to somebody's lawn. It's a, it's <laughs> a three Dallas grass. <laughs> it's a, it's a three letter word that holds the weight of a four letter word in our office. I think yeah, for sure. But <laughs> sure. well, the reality is that it causes a lot of headache for a lot of our clients, right? Yeah. It's because once it shows up in your lawn and those seed heads, it's just trying to understand that concept and relay it to a client is very challenging from, because they're looking at their lawn and hoping that it's going to be weed free. And all of a sudden it's being taken over by this little guy. So it's, yeah. it's very challenging. I mean, how would you describe it? This kind of little, it's almost in some, in some, if there's enough of it, it almost doesn't look that bad. It almost <laughs> looks like a, some type a of plush, fescue or yeah, lie, right? ground cover. Yeah. But when it's sporadic through like a Bermuda or Georgia, it, yeah. it definitely 
is very noticeable. That's a great point it, because it's it's a it's a like an appley green color, a yellowy green color, and so for sometimes I think in like fescue lawns and stuff that stay green through the the winter time, it's not quite as striking as it is in a dormant Bermuda or zoysia lawn. But yeah, appley green colored. Uh, as far as sort of the physical nature of it, it has boat-tipped leaves, which uh, is an interesting sort of dynamic. But then beyond that, the other really telltale sign of it is when it gets mature, it makes those white seeds, those seed heads mm-hmm. that Ruth mentioned there. And that's, I mean, as as far as identifying features of a weed go, that's kind of its hallmark for sure. Yeah. And I remember, I guess, it, I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it was like 12, 15 years ago when this was a real big problem and we didn't really have a great solution. Um yeah. But for the last decade, we've had a relatively good solution, and that's kind of um, not working as well. Well, that's a – did you plan that segue? Because that's fantastic. <laughs> My God, that's good. Okay. What I mean by that is 12 to 15 years ago uh, – a long, long time the, ago. The biggest frustration. The reason why I brought it up is because I remember, like when we, when I was doing your job, Ruth, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, it was just me sitting in the office. I remember, like, feeling yeah. almost helpless. Like, you know, I wanted to help these clients. They were so frustrated. They'd have sometimes newer lawns. They were so proud of them, and then all of a sudden, it's February and their their lawns dormant, and then they have it just invaded with this weed. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. products we had at the time just weren't working as well um, to to control it. So we didn't really have a great solution. Yeah. Well, that solution was Spectacle. Right. Uh, that's the go. name of the, the active ingredients in Dazaflam for all the people that are really nerdy out there. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that Dazaflam. <laughs> I hope that I, uh, right there is where we cue to Ruth's so, inaugural, inaugural wow. eye roll. That's when Ruth's very first eye roll hits and the video. And as everybody knows, Dazaflam. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but 100%. Uh, so 12 years ago, I think, is when Spectacle hit the market for the first time. And uh, before that, uh, traditional weed control products, especially pre-emergence and stuff, had kind of lost that love and feel. And and the reason that POA is a moving target all the while is because it has this resistance uh, capacity. It has this capacity to develop resistance to weed control products. That happened, uh, (coughs) certainly that happened 12 to 15 years ago with uh, prodiamine, dithiopyr, things like that. And then now, honestly, it's what is begun happening with endazaflam with spectacle so we're starting to see that process again and that's why the the pressure and sort of the frustration has begun to increase again uh, with poa annua okay so Ruth, so how are you um talking to clients about it so i'm might be jumping ahead of the gun here but i currently because we've added a third pre-emergent round to our for the first time this year um, I'm encouraging them as far as that goes. And once it, once they start to see it, I just try to assure them that it is, can be tricky to treat, but we should be able to get control of it with multiple post-emergent rounds. Um, and that we're putting out all our pre-emergents are different to help increase the ability to target that weed. So I feel like for the most part, it's clients have a pretty positive experience with, how we handle, how we've handled it. Um, but it's definitely a challenge for some who have just an intense amount if they had it the year prior and they see it again, you know, and that's when we have to talk about seed banks and the fact that, you know, you are, you might struggle with it for a few years before we can get really complete control of it. So and for some girls, that's just never, I mean, it just might be an ongoing yeah, issue. Yeah, know? I do try to, I do try to prepare them to manage their expectations that it will come up again yeah. and we're just going to keep, that's what we're here for. And 
it's nature. We can't expect perfection out of something that we have no control over, but we can do our best on our end to Yeah, and that's something we talked all about just with all weeds in general, yeah. just the idea that there's zero weeds in a lawn. It's just, it's not practical and it's really not a great thing, period. It's, yeah, yeah that was the thing in when we did that class, the pest license class is that was a huge thing they said is having zero tolerance for weeds or pests is unreasonable and ends up being the worst for the environment. If you're caring about that, just putting out so much product where you have no nothing is not the best route. You have to have some tolerance for it's the idea of a threshold, right? Yeah. It's there is now keep in mind that through all of this, our goal is to give the absolute best results possible, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, we do take a lot of um, time and consideration and effort uh, to make sure that we're using the right products and the right combinations. You know, Ruth mentioned that we're doing alternations. That's responsible. So we try to, to, to be the best stewards we can of our available products. That goes for post-emergence too. POA can be a little tricky because we treat it in the wintertime with post-emergence. So everything's a little slower. Uh, in that regard, but 100%, I mean, for the longest time, and we touched on this actually in one of our, uh, you know, reels, which if you don't follow us on Instagram, I mean, do that. Good um, oh, yeah, good. Good. yeah, follow us on but, Instagram, uh, Nature's Turf. But we definitely touched on that at one point, too, that, that uh, at the end of the day, we're talking about the environment, which is just innumerable variables, right? And yeah. we're talking about, you know, biological organisms, which are constantly changing and adapting. Uh, and so we're... Our goal is to try to, to, to nominalize those variables as much as possible, and uh, but also we aim to be really good communicators. We also aim to be very, very honest all of the time, and so we're not going to tell you something uh, that you know we don't believe to be true. We're going to have honest conversations about it and and win your trust in that way. Is that's part of the goal with POA Annua is to be very uh, forthright uh, and forthcoming about that information. Okay, so I think to kind of wrap up this conversation, I thought I thought we kind of talked about this in our team meeting this week, which is what are things that the customer or the client can do on their end to help minimize POAN in their yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the things we talked about, which is you know having you know beds around your house that are full of weeds, POA in many instances, mm-hmm. and then that weed, you know, you're just allowing this environment where you're you're trying to keep it out of the grass, but you've got weeds going right up to the grass. So keeping those beds sprayed, uh, did we mention creek beds? You mentioned several other um, good examples. Yeah, so to, uh, I don't know, to timestamp this a little bit, I guess we're recording this at the very beginning of December. And uh, this year, uh, December of 2023, we're starting to see uh, POA start to germinate and uh, mature in areas that aren't treated right now. Our our pre-emergents have done a really good job to lay that barrier up to those lines, but areas where pressure is high, uh, one of our technicians uh, shout out to Roderick if he ever hears this. Sent me a picture last week uh, where there is some some developing in a in a rock bed, a creek bed, there right on the end of a or right on the edge of a property, I should say, where water runs and then creates some additional challenges too. But certainly keeping weeds out of those areas, turf adjacent areas, all that. The the goal there is really to keep the seeds from ending up in the turf areas that they're adjacent to and edges tend to be the hardest places to keep weeds out of anyway is sort of right at those margins. So a little bit of team effort, a little integrated pest management there, uh, if you will, certainly helps. And if you pull the weed out of your bed, don't toss it into the grass. I beg you. you. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Dear, dear listener, <laughs> please. <laughs> 
All right, that's that's the end of our first episode, unless you guys have something extra added about POA. No, I just love talking about POA. I could talk about it all day, all night, but I think it's... But some of our listeners might not want to But some of our listeners just don't want to hear it. But the reality Short is, is like like you said, Jared, I was like, you know, our team's here to help our clients through that. Um, hopefully that's why we're doing these kind of things, like this podcast, mm-hmm. to kind of better inform so people understand when they see it that we're not purposely letting them down you know yeah. and and again having that honest conversation of like what we have in our toolbox that can help them and what we can't do uh, I think just helps the relationship yeah mm-hmm. and to know that we're constantly trying to find the best solutions you know like I think that's important to know we like you said we're actually actively like trying to improve it which is why we changed that round nine this year mm-hmm. to a third pre-emergent we are dynamic that is true yes oh wow so dynamic. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed that episode <laughs> of um, Behind the Turf, we hope you'll join us for episode number two. Yeah.